Alright, this is Brandon Hayes with Anthony Dinar, and today we watched Magic, a movie from 1978 starring Anthony Hopkins. And uh, I'm feeling kind of sluggish because I got a stomach full of sushi. <laughs> I feel All like I'm going to die. Life is hard. First world problems. A poor baby. Oh, God. <laughs> we should have waited until after. I feel like a fucking balloon. <laughs> I might have to stop and just shit myself <laughs> at some point. Anyway. Thanks so, for sharing that with everyone. <laughs> So this was a pretty good movie. <laughs> Look at Anthony Hopkins was fucking young. And then uh, who's the guy who played the penguin? Um, Burgess Meredith. Yeah, and he's so fucking old still. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't know why you're so fascinated with that. You said that when we were watching the film, too. And it's like, yeah, he was old. Okay. I, yeah. I don't yeah. understand. But I mean, Anthony Hopkins doesn't even look recognizable. That's one of his earlier roles. Yeah, it's uh, Jack Nicholson in One Who Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It's like that level of young for an actor. Yeah, I think he was like 30-something. I don't know. I didn't yeah. do the math. But um, anyway, Anthony Hopkins plays Corky, who is uh, a failed magician. Uh, he's talented, sort of, but no one really cares. As the movie opens up, he's on stage and he's trying to do his act. I didn't and, uh, say he's a failed magician he he does tricks really well right i mean he's just not captivating to an audience in that opening act um yeah i don't know like i, I guess you could say he was doing the tricks okay but just no yeah. one was paying attention to him because he wasn't charismatic enough on right stage. exactly so then like he bombs horribly that night ends up screaming at the audience because they're not paying attention to him and, <laughs> which uh, what stand-up comedian hasn't done that in their career <laughs> yeah i'm sure like i i get uh irritated sometimes when like when like you're on the phone when we're watching a movie or something and you're like you using your twitter or insta whatever My gadget hits and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh this is way back when this audience is just being dicks for no good reason they have nothing else they're just talking to one another instead of paying yeah. attention to what's on stage what they paid to see they paid for the drinks and that just happens to be the room that they were in it's like a shitty fucking uh hotel in las vegas or whatever that has a stage that you know like they give those tickets it's away because you're you know they're gambling or something right well anyway after about a year's time anthony hopkins corky is uh back on stage doing really well like he's changed his act entirely well did you notice that it's like it's the same tricks but the the puppet is now an introduced so like he did the same set almost you know like he didn't want to let that go because he knew that that was good and like there was a line when he was like yelling at the audience something about like you couldn't hear it but he um corky reiterated it to that guy about how like you know i spent you know however long learning this and getting this down mastering this trick and like you guys don't even fucking care to pay attention so like he incorporated all of those old tricks into that but now the difference is is he's got a uh, a puppet you stupid sons of bitches i said don't you know how hard that was that's a thousand hours of my life you just saw 
Yeah, so now he's a magician slash ventriloquist. Yeah. Uh, and his dummy's name is Fats, and uh, it's a fairly creepy-looking puppet. It kind of looks creepy. like him, but, like, very disturbing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which is funny because I, um, at the end of my notes, I copied something down that I read from IMDb that I'll read right now. It says, upon seeing Fats for the first time, Anthony Hopkins was allowed to take the doll home to work with it. However, he wound up being so unnerved by it that he called the consulting ventriloquist in the middle of the night, threatening to throw Fats into the canyon if someone didn't come and take the doll away immediately. <laughs> the thing started coming alive. <laughs> Get it out of here. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want that thing in my home either. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, it's it's you're you're in control, right? I mean, like, just put it away in a closet. You don't have to stare at it. It was hideous though yeah but anyway so uh hollywood agent ben green this is the burgess meredith character uh, he wants to sign corky to a tv contract uh, traditionally magicians don't work well on tv because it's impossible to misdirect the camera as uh ben green says but uh, a ventriloquist has more freedom to perform tricks because the camera and the audience are traditionally focused on the dummy right. instead of the sleight of hand um so he thinks that corky's gonna be pretty good on television so bill green has to sit down lunch with corky after his show and he tells him that NBC wants to record a pilot for a potential TV show and if all goes well then Corky's gonna become a big star and Bill tells Corky that they just need to get a few little like red tape things out of the way and one of those things is just a simple medical exam but uh, Corky immediately says like I'm not taking the exam and not something I'm gonna do ever on principle yeah on principle and uh, it's it's strange uh, Bill's like why like we just need to make sure like if we're going to pump a bunch of money into a show, we need to make sure you don't have cancer or something. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, no, you just got to take me at my word that I'm healthy, mental and otherwise. And really, like the reason he doesn't want to take this test is because he doesn't want anyone to know that he's just batshit insane. <laughs> but we'll get to that in a minute. So uh, some time goes by and Bill Green continually tries to get Corky to uh, take this exam. But Corky gets fed up with all the just the hassle of it. And so he packs his bags, jumps into a cab, and drives out into the middle of nowhere to this small cabin resort in the woods. The uh, cab driver happens to recognize Corky's face uh, from the Johnny Carson show. So Corky has to pay the cab driver a huge tip and ask him not to tell anyone where he went. And uh, this cab driver shakes his hand. He's all thankful and whatever. But like later on, we find out this cab driver like totally told his agent where he went. Yeah. And the, and the agent like basically without saying it, it's like, yeah, I tipped him more than you tipped him to uh, to tell <laughs> to you. To break his yeah. uh, <laughs> uh Meanwhile, this cabin resort is owned by a woman named Peggy, who Corky used to know from uh, high school, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, he had the hots for her. Yeah, he had a secret crush on her way back when, but uh, he never told her, and she kind of had a crush on him, but she never told him, and so, like, nothing romantic ever happened between because them. Because she wanted, you know, something better. Like, he was the, what do you call it, like, the guy on the sidelines, you know? Like, oh, I'll fall back on him him if i need to yeah. like it was like one of those things like fuck you yeah he's my uh backup choice my yeah. alternative if if things don't go well with like the lead football player or whatever yeah i got a nice guy but I'm, I'm gonna gamble on this asshole yeah and that's what she did she gambled and she won because she married some jerk named duke and uh anyway so we'll talk about duke in just a minute but uh when Corky gets to his cabin, we get the first glimpse of uh, his little medical condition. He's uh, 
kind of sort of crazy as he's talking to his uh, ventriloquist dummy and the dummy talks right back and it's sort of like a uh, multiple personality disorder yeah totally so peggy's marriage to duke is absolutely terrible uh they break up constantly treats her like shit she doesn't leave though because no good reason (laughs) she just likes the abuse i guess i don't know i mean she's got a nice house it's huge but that's all land that came from her parents oh yeah that's right they didn't even come from duke duke doesn't even have a job anymore like he's he's lying to her so she does think that he has a job but like he's not even bringing in any money right now he's got nothing to offer yeah you know why is she with him it's like she could be you know like single looking for someone nice and she's very attractive so. yeah she she actually is like fucking duke is a hideous mess he looks like a just a degenerate mountain man yeah <laughs> like uh dexter in season whatever when when he turned show. into a lumberjack yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no like she she insists to stay with him uh, at least until like something better comes along which is another bitch move don't you think yeah but hey corky comes along and almost instantly peggy's yeah. in love with him <laughs> So uh, Corky and Peggy's relationship is getting along pretty well. Uh, and then Corky does this thing that's kind of crazy. He has uh, as they sit down at the table and they're going to perform a card trick where uh, they have two decks of cards. He has a deck and she has a deck. And then he tells her to pick a card from her own deck and then they switch decks. And then he tells her to concentrate on her card, what she had pulled, and then he's going to find it in her deck. Using like telepathy, essentially. Yeah, just like concentrate on what you had and then I'll be able to see it in your mind and then I'll be able to show you your card. And the first attempt to do this trick fails and then Corky is just furiously angry yeah he's a little too angry right i mean that's when you're like yeah it was nice meeting you corky like get the fuck out of my house go back to your cabin yeah he blames peggy for not concentrating hard enough and uh he demands they try the trick again (laughs) she's kind of almost in tears (laughs) and corky says what are you frightened of and she's like well what if it goes bad a second time and he's like it won't go bad if you want it bad enough (laughs) yikes (laughs) We came close, what the hell? Sit down, Peg! Get back down! That was your fault. You started out fine, but then you let me drift. Jesus, Cork, forget it. Shuffle the goddamn cops fast! Then I do it right this time. Just no one would, because we both wanted them out. But uh, the second time, luckily, the trick is a complete success. So they fuck. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it's it's it kind of left up to the audience, right? Like, did, did he really perform telepathy, right? Or That's, did he actually do a trick? Yeah. And but did um, he just get lucky? So this is my second time seeing this movie. The first time I watched it at this point, I kind of felt weird. Like, oh, I was liking this movie. And then you did something kind of weird, supernatural that can't be explained. I was like, I was kind of bummed out. Like, oh, that, that kind of ruins the movie uh, or where I thought it was going. But I was too stupid to see like the setup that he eventually explains to the audience at the end of the movie. Um, and I'll get to that later. But uh yeah, I was I was wondering what you were thinking at this moment in time, if you were still digging the movie or not at this moment. Yeah, yeah, like throughout the whole film, I was actually liking it. But um, uh, yeah, like we'll talk about it later when you're talking about that reveal. But like, I still beg the question. Well, yeah, I mean, that's I guess that's what the writers wanted you to do. Yeah. But um, it is kind of weird, by the way, I should mention that like uh, our last movie was good, kind of really weird, but good. And yeah. then this movie's good. Like, I guess I'm like, I'm going to have to dig for something really, no, really bad. No, no, that's OK. Time. That's OK. I swear. I, I hated this film. This film sucked. <laughs> 
No. <laughs> a, a total way to fucking uh, bang someone, right? If if that's a trick and you're doing that, you're getting the ladies like all the time, right? Um, I, you know what? I think uh, he laid it on a little thick with his angry <laughs> acting. So I, I'm willing to bet that trick doesn't always work. <laughs> But anyway, while Corky and Peggy are having sex, um, the camera focuses on Fats, the puppet, and it's not moving or anything, but it looks like it's just festering with jealousy and anger. Yeah, it's got it's got one of those faces that like, have you ever seen those pictures where like the eye always follows you? Mm -hmm. Fats, that puppet got like a million different moods that it could be doing you know what i mean like it's really bizarre like he's got a face that like when you're uncomfortable he looks fucking vicious and then like there's times where he just looks awkward like sort of special ed kid puppet or something you know what i mean like it's you're you're constantly seeing him morph even though it's a fucking puppet and it's not changing it's weird well and if they uh if the director like puts a certain amount of light on the face and gets yeah. a lot of shadow in the in the wrinkles of the face or whatever it seems to emote more than it actually is that's true that's probably exactly what it is it's like the lighting and stuff after uh corky's done getting his dick wet he goes back to his trailer and uh, he gets in a huge fight with fats and it just so happens that uh while he's arguing with his puppet ben green <laughs> is standing in the cabin doorway just watching the whole thing unfold. This is the best part of the movie. <laughs> I mean, really, like, it's the high watermark, right? Yeah, I think it's, this is where, like, this is the point of no return. Yeah, if you will. yeah, exactly. Because right now, uh, Corky could potentially just get help and, uh, and live a happy life. But no, this is where everything starts to fall apart. Bill just says, like, so this is why you didn't take your medical exam. Yeah. And uh, he starts to leave saying that, like, you know what? I'm going to make some phone calls. I know some people, some professionals, and I'm going to get you some help. I need my chance. Your only chance is to get help fast, and that's what I'm going to see happens. Oh! Have a raise a hand to me again. You're taking my one chance. I'm your one chance. He's a good damn agent, right? I mean, like, he's, like, legit. Like, he's invested in this kid, like, well, this financially, is more... but emotionally, sort of. No, this is more so than uh, uh, an agent thing, because, like, now he knows, I'm going to go get this guy some help, but now the TV show thing is completely yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. So he's not looking to make any money off of him, and he's actually being compassionate. Yeah, exactly. But Corky, like, he doesn't want any part of this this help. You know, he's like, I don't want to be exposed as a lunatic and uh, I want my big chance on television. Yeah. I just don't want to take that medical exam. So um, they get in this huge argument. And while they're arguing, him and uh, and Bill, Fats keeps popping into the conversation, just like cracking jokes and stuff. <laughs> and Bill's getting upset. And Bill at one point and says- Ben like, Green, not Bill. Ben no, Green. It's Bill. No, I'm looking at IMDb right now. It's Is Ben it? Green. Well, I- God damn it motherfucker okay well i wrote bill in my notes throughout the entire thing of my notes so i'm bill, never gonna keep this straight bill ben ben bill so bill ben is uh talking. Is he like a, he's a he's hobbit it's a multiple personality like is he bill or is he ben right now i can't tell or <laughs> 
fuck me. I can't <laughs> believe I did that. Anyway, okay, so let's try this. <laughs> oh, it's all that fucking sushi. <laughs> Don't My head's swimming. <laughs> Don't blame the sushi. No, I totally wrote these notes before I ate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you. So, like, Ben goes, like, fucking give me five minutes. Don't fucking talk about the puppet for five goddamn minutes. Can you do it? Yeah, he says, do me a favor. Put down the dummy. Make Fats shut up for five solid minutes. So, Corky boldly says, like, I can keep Fats quiet for five years. Hey, kid, I'm going to ask you to do something. It's, it's a little something... Anybody ought to be able to do. Now, if you can do it, fine. We'll forget this whole thing. But if you can't, we'll think about getting you to see somebody fast. Is it a deal? Name it. Make Fat shut up for five minutes. Five minutes? I can make him shut up for five years. Wonderful. But in reality, it's extremely difficult. Uh, Corky keeps asking, like, how much longer? How long so far? Here's, uh, 30 seconds. Gosh, that's, uh, four and a half minutes to go. Think I'll make it? How much longer? And, uh, Ben is, like, looking at his watch, like, it, it's been only 30 seconds. It's, it's now 45 seconds. <laughs> How long now? Coming up to a minute. Do you think we'll laugh about this someday? Why? <laughs> You know what, like, I gotta think, like, for a moment there, um, like, he just got done banging Peggy, right? Corky did. So, like, that's, I, I you know, let's say he's, like, a, a quick shoot McGraw kind of guy. Um, that's still longer than five minutes, right? To, like, to court her, to do whatever, to actually sleep with her, and, like, relax after whatever. Like, that's, like... He can do it. He can do it. it we, we've well, seen it. It's just like when you're told that you can't do something like wet paint, do not touch. No, it's it's part of, like it's a lot of different things. It's like if I tell you for the next 10 minutes, you can't touch your face. Can't do it. Now, now you're <laughs> well, now you're going to th be thinking about it and you're going to want to scratch or whatever. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, and in a high pressure situation, like now he's got to prove that like it's like when uh, the water goes out in the house and then you don't realize how many times you go to turn on the water. Yeah. And, you know, like it's one of those type of things. And, and uh, he can keep away from fats and making the voices and stuff when things are going well. But like in high pressure situations yeah, when he's true. really tense, it's like triggering him as well because yeah. it's like sort of a defense mechanism yeah totally two minutes yet minute 45 this is very cruel of you you know that i don't mean it to be i don't know if i'll ever be able to forgive you but i would be sad but uh like they get two and a half minutes into it and corky just like sadly sits like i'm not gonna make it <laughs> and and ben's like i didn't think you could time Two and a half minutes to go. I can't make it. I didn't think he could. And then Corky just grabs Fats off the couch and just start. If Fats starts running his mouth, like a real like longer than making the, up for lost time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Mrs. Norman Maine. My mother thanks you. My father thanks you. My sister thanks you. And I thank you. You have nothing to fear but fear itself. Nothing to give but blood, sweat, and tears. Nothing to lose but your chains. Here he is, boys. Here he is, world. Here he is fat. So uh, Ben uh, leaves the cabin, intent to call some psychiatrist or whatever. You're not letting him out of here. He's the fellow. Don't forget that. And uh, Corky grabs Fats 
and runs after Ben and then just smashes Ben's head in using Fats as a weapon, like yeah. sort of like a club. He clubs him to death. Which is funny because Fats is like, he has that line, like, use me, use me, like, and, like, and he uses him as a weapon. But I'm thinking, like, on, like, a deeper level, like, more psychologically, like, become more and more Fats, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's almost like you're watching Corky lose all little bit of humanity that he has left. Well, that sort of is what's going yeah. on. So they do this really great scene where um, you see uh, Ben Green lying on the ground and he's just bleeding, and uh, the camera slowly pans up to uh, his face. They're going from his feet up to his face, and you hear this moaning, like, oh, you're uh, like, oh, fuck, man, he's still alive. I think he's still yeah. alive, but then you pass his face, and he's dead. <laughs> and then the camera keeps going upwards, and then you see Fats on moaning, the ground. Moaning, yeah. Moaning because his head is cracked, and he's bloody. <laughs> Though that was really cool. Yeah, that was great. That was fucking awesome. You know what, like... Ben, he's not even dead, really. Like, I thought that was really cool. So, like, after that rambling, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, like, I can't believe I just killed someone kind of thing. Fucking Corky has the bright idea because of fats to take Ben out into the lake. And it's funny that, like, when when he's like, okay, that's the plan. That's what I'm going to do. Um, You see that uh, as as Corky's swimming and he's like, he's pulling Ben deeper and deeper into the lake. You have fucking fats in the window staring outside watching everything everything. (laughs) oh it's great and like the whole time you're like waiting for the moment because corky when he was talking to peggy and he's like hey this like card trick like our minds will touch we'll totally bang like he mentioned somebody in the past and how like the idea of somebody who's doing magic tricks um at the end of their life like they they start to feel like it's possible to actually do like magic really exists merlin his wife was his assistant before me they were close they really cared those last days in the hospital with her he claimed he could read her mind you believe that don't you i don't know i want to i guess see in their act they do a lot of phony telepathy crap mostly cards but at the end, they both wanted to do it for real, to prove to each other how much they cared, is how he put it. And so it's it's kind of suggested, like, is the movie going to go to the point where the fucking puppet is, like, full-on Chucky in Child's Play? You know what I mean? Like, like is it actually going to pass that threshold of becoming supernatural? Well, um, I, you know what? I kind of thought that for a moment when I was watching this the first time around because the only reason I found this movie is because I was looking <laughs> online for like killer doll movies and someone put this on their list along with like Chucky and Puppet Master and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I've never heard of this before. So I was expecting this puppet to come alive at some point and it's, you know, spoiler alert. I guess this whole fucking podcast is a spoiler, but like that doesn't happen. I beg to disagree. So like. No, no, no. Well, j- just hang on. We'll get to that scene. And like, I swear to God, you're going to drive me nuts when we talk about that. But uh, before we get to that point, uh, I want to just quickly mention this. As soon as uh, Ben Green gets killed, his body is in the woods. It's just bloody head bludgeoned in. And then um, that's when Corky notices that Fats has a busted head now. 
Right. His his first priority yeah. <laughs> is to fix the puppet head. So he takes the puppet back to the cabin and patches up his head and stuff. It's like, no, no, no. You got a body to dispose of, dude. Yeah, yeah exactly. I know these woods aren't really populated, but... Self-preservation should come first at the very least if you have no, like, regard for human life. Yeah, that is... That was fucking hilarious. So Bill Green is now dead at the bottom of the lake. <laughs> ben. <laughs> sure. Bill Ben's dead. And uh, and then Corky swims back to shore. And uh, he's thinking, like, hopefully that's the end of it. And now I can get on with my life. Um, not so, because it's just, like, things just snowball out yeah. of control at, at this point. The next morning, Corky wakes up to find out that Duke, Peggy's husband, has returned home. He was uh, away for work or whatever. His fake work, yeah. Yeah. And, of course, Duke is instantly jealous and suspicious of Corky. So, um, and I guess rightfully so, I suppose, because Corky did bang his wife. <laughs> well, you got that and also, like, Duke's lying about the job and, like, Peggy alludes to, like, Duke going out on, like, business trips a lot and, like, he may be sleeping with other people on the side, you know? Like, you know, it's possible. So, I don't like, think so because he's really protective of his wife in that regard. Yeah, so, so? I mean, I know some guys will be like that, but um, I, I really think, like, he was probably, like, looking for work or some way to cover his ass to bring money in so yeah, that he maybe. wouldn't have to ever tell Peggy the truth. Yeah. Yeah. about his job because at one point duke is like got a little humility and he's like dude i'm fucking losing peggy you know like mm -hmm. yeah you could tell like he's he's hurting pretty bad i think at that scene he also did say like i was looking for prospects or something i was out looking for yeah. i don't know whatever real estate or whatever he sold i can't remember i'm losing a corky and i don't know what to do i said before but quitting the real estate business there's never any real estate business to quit she came in when I was on top. She stuck with me all the way down. But anyway, um, so Corky, Duke, and Peggy all have to have a morning breakfast that's like super uncomfortable. Uh, but they all seem to play along nice for the most part. Well, that's just because Corky and Fats are so goddamn hilarious, which leads to the old, you know, movie to begin with. Why, you know, he deserves his own TV show and stuff. Yeah, He's I fucking great. I should have said uh, Corky brought Fats along for that breakfast as well. Yeah, it's, you know, it's like it's like a junkie, right? It's like, oh, man, like I get high all the time on whatever it is, right? And then, like, I got this high-pressure situation coming up. Like, I got to just get my head straight. I got to, like, you know, toke up or shoot up or whatever the fuck it's going to be to, like, just to just deal with the situation. That's essentially what Corky did by bringing fats to the, the breakfast table. Well, plus it was he knew he had to sit down with Duke. So it's another high-pressure situation. Yeah, yeah You exactly. need his uh, comfort blanket there. Yeah. So uh, Duke stumbles upon uh, Ben Green's car parked on the property just on a casual walk through the woods. So Corky got rid of the corpse, but not the car. So now Corky has to pretend to be on the search for Ben Green, making fake phone calls and etc. So now like Peggy falls for this deception, but Duke doesn't. Yeah. Duke instantly is like, why why is that car here? Who would just abandon a Rolls Royce in the in the woods? Yeah. The story was that like it got stuck in the mud. And he's like, that's bullshit. It yeah. wasn't stuck whatsoever when yeah. I moved it. But anyway, uh, Duke and Peggy start to argue at this point. He's like, did you fuck Corky? And it gets violent. He throws her on the bed and everything. And at, at a certain point, she says, no, I didn't. But I wanted to. <laughs> so it's like, you know what? Like. 
you might as well have said that you did it but yeah. i guess like she's still like she wanted to be on her high horse yeah even though she totally fucked him <laughs> anyway in the next scene we see duke strong arming corky he wants to take him on a nice, long, secluded rowboat ride out into the middle of the lake. And I'm thinking if I'm in Corky's position, that's not happening. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying, you know what, dude? I'm taking off. Like, I'm not letting you take me to the middle of nowhere where I'm totally at your mercy to bring me back to shore. And you have suspicions that I'm banging your wife. Yeah. I mean, you could swim, but, you know. <laughs> no, that lake's full of dead bodies. <laughs> Bill and Ben are down there. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's only one, but then you corrected yourself. <laughs> uh, so Duke, like when he gets uh, Corky out into the middle of the lake, he says, did you fuck Peggy? And then uh, <laughs> just that being an asshole, Corky's like, I told her not to tell you that. <laughs> He's like, no, dummy. Of course I didn't fuck her. <laughs> Peg said you screwed her last night. <laughs> Damn. I told him to keep it a secret. You think it's funny, do you? Is that why you brought me out here? Try to get me to admit to something that never happened? Uh, that's when Duke unravels and says, you know, my business is falling apart. I don't have any money. And um, he just, like, confides in Corky, which is kind of strange. Yeah. Well, because he believes them. And, like, you that's know, it's true. funny. It's, it's, it's Corky's, you know, personality. It's his charisma. I mean, it's the same reason that fucking... Uh, not Jeffrey Dahmer, what's it, Ted Bundy, you know, got out of uh, uh, the nonsense that he was in so many times, you know, time and time again before he ultimately got caught. That fucking charisma goes a long way. And it, it, like, it really has something to say about Corky and like most geniuses and whatever that may be from, you know, comedy to fucking science, you know, and E equals MC squared. Um, who like, is that? All those guys are fucking <laughs> wacko crazy, Einstein. You want to bring up <laughs> Einstein? Okay, so like, like we've had this conversation, like he's brought up in school and stuff all the fucking time, but no one talks about how much of a lunatic he was. Yeah, we're supposed to like adore him for being awesome, which I mean, hey, he was a super smart guy, but um, they rarely tell you, in, or they never tell you in school, you have to find this out on your on own. On your own. That um, one time he... Uh, he wrote his wife a list of rules, like how she was supposed to engage him. Like, you will not talk unless spoken to and all you this You will not crap. bang Corky or any other guys. And I was joking. Well, <laughs> it was it was very much like a scientific formula yeah. that he gave yeah. to her. Like, if X happens, then you will Y equals yeah. happy marriage. And it's like, that's... <laughs> That's not how it works, dude. Like, how can you be so stupid in one thing when you're so brilliant in another? But I guess that's just, you know, your brain is like you're wired for science. Yeah. So, like, that's where all the smarts went. Yeah. And Corky is this like wired for fucking, you know, comedy. He's his own little genius in his own little way. And it makes perfect sense that he's fucking wacko crazy. Yeah. So when Duke and Corky are having this conversation on the lake, uh, Duke is uh, he's got his fishing pole and he's casting his line. And uh, of course, like it gets snagged on something tough. He's like, oh, it feels like a whale. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts reeling it in. And this is um, really tense because Corky thinks like, uh oh, he just snagged fucking Bill Ben. Like um, the, the jig is up. And so uh, 
while Duke is reeling in this line, Corky gets up and he grabs one of the oars from the boat and he's going to just bash in yeah. Duke's head like he's getting ready for his second murder. Here. Yeah, and I was waiting for it. And like that would have been great if that would have happened. But like it did it. It was a fucking log or whatever. It was like branches or some some sort of like driftwood. But it's like, dude, you're on the world's tiniest fucking boat. Like like our desk right here is the size of the fucking boat that they're on. It's like a an audience. If you could see that, that would mean something. I was going to say it's like a two by three uh, fucking desk uh, or boat. Um, Fuck you, bastard. (laughs) Uh, Like I got an oar and I'm going to fucking beat you over the head with it or whatever, because I'm afraid that you just discovered, you know, my murder victim. You don't know. Like, you don't not notice that fucking Duke is dense as all fuck. Well, he is. He's got his back completely turned and he's like shaking around as he's struggling with that. I'm thinking more along the lines of you've got one swing. Yeah. If you don't kill him immediately. Immediately, like that's it because you're both going overboard because yeah. you're gonna totally upset and he the looks boat. stronger than you I'm fucking corky is this skinny guy and fucking duke is like a burly man's man you know yeah you gotta swing hard but uh, of course like you said uh he doesn't pull up a dead body he just pulls up a rotten tree branch so then the audience breathes like a sigh of relief for two seconds <laughs> until the camera pans over to the shore and fucking uh ben's body is just <laughs> it's already it's beached on the shore <laughs> you know what that was? That was like a, a magic trick. It's like, pay attention over here, and then there it is. Like, <laughs> so they race over there real quick, but uh, thankfully for Corky, uh, he's already taken the ID out of uh, Ben's pocket. Yeah. So there's no identification that says he is Ben, ben Green. And not Bill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So, uh, like, because if he had that ID, like, that name has now gone around camp. So, right, like, Duke right. would immediately know this is your agent. But, that, I mean, that would have been fine. You know what? It would have been interesting to see, like, Corky not intervene. And, like, after the but death But it was already ben. too late because he already called the – he made that fake phone call where he called right, the office right. and – And so he supposedly talked to someone who had talked to him. So now that phone call would be suspect. That's true. I didn't even think of that. You're right. Like there was just too many compounding lies. But at at the time when I was watching it, I was thinking like, oh, fuck, like fucking Corky could have just said like, oh, shit, that's my agent. Oh, my God. You know, like like, it was an accident. Like something must have happened bad. Like, (laughs) Well, there was also the lie that he told Peggy that he was an old man, whereas he told Duke that he was a young man. So like, it it, it was, like you said, too many lies compounded on top of one another. The whole house of cards was just falling apart. Yeah. But uh, Duke says like this unidentified corpse might still be alive. I'll do the kiss of life. You go call the police. Yeah, that was fucking weird. I mean, fucking Duke's doing CPR on a dead old guy. And he did think like he gave him two breaths. He did think that he would uh, maybe get him alive. But then he checks his heartbeat. He feels no heart. What did you do the heart first? Yeah, because the body's been sitting there for a long Full time. Full of fucking water and... Meanwhile, if fucking uh, Ben came to life, I'd be like, this guy's Jason Voorhees. 
<laughs> you could just not kill this guy. <laughs> but no, he is fully dead. So while Corky is off, like, pretending to call the police or wherever he actually is at this moment, Duke uh, decides to take this opportunity to run into Corky's cabin. And then Duke starts snooping around. And then he finds uh, Ben Green's wallet and ID hidden in Corky's suitcase. Yeah. So now he knows, like, Cat's foul plays bag. afoot. Yep. Um, and then, like, there's this moment where Duke is, like, looking in the mirror he catches like just a glimpse of the mirror and at the corner of his eye he sees uh fats in a chair and fats kind of moves right. he shifts to the side so then this is when he's like i'm gonna get a closer look at the dummy because that was weird why the hell did that move and then the dummy starts stabbing him and cuts his throat open and you're like oh shit it's fucking chucky it's alive <laughs> But then they do this great thing where the puppet falls off the chair and then the curtain that was behind the puppet opens up. So Corky is standing behind the curtain and you realize, oh, Corky just totally made the puppet move like that the entire time. But Corky is terrified, like, Fats, what'd you do? <laughs> so he's completely disassociated at this point. Yeah, like from Corky's perspective, Fats did all the murdering right there. I mean, that... That's actually one of the best scenes in the whole film. Like, it shows the heightened, like, severity of Corky's illness, right? I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's so apparent in the scene that, like, it's just unavoidable. And it, it really was fucking great directing. It's like if, if they were ever in his mind the same person before, like, they're definitely not now. Like, yeah. they are two separate entities. Yeah. You should bring up the point that, like, when we were watching this, the puppet moves and it's in the corner and it's kind of blurry and you're like, that's totally Anthony Hopkins. They, they Dude, painted him up like the puppet. I know you wanted to argue this on, on the air. <laughs> well, I wouldn't so have mentioned it unless you, doing it. you mentioned it earlier. You So I had not on the on the recording. I was going to talk about something else, but fine. You know what? OK, okay cat's out of the bag. Like I'm fucking quirky. I just found, uh, you know, I just been outed for uh, for making some weird accusation, dude. That was totally a person dressed up as quirky that moved. And it doesn't have to be necessarily fats, Anthony Hopkins. Mean. Yeah, sorry, fats. Now I'm getting fucking name problems. But dude, that that wasn't like I know it was blurry. I know it was in the mirror, and I know you don't believe me, but you're so fucking totally wrong. Okay. Um, but it doesn't matter because like. It was like for all intents and purposes, regardless how they filmed it, it was Fats the puppet. Yeah, well, it's uh, you're wrong, but okay. So <laughs> going. On... Oh my god! No, fuck you. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying, but I just I don't want to waste time on it. Anyway, so Fats takes complete charge at this point, and Corky is in a total panic. So Fats is the one barking orders, and he tells Corky to tie Duke and Ben Green together. And toss him into the lake. And this time, they shouldn't resurface. So some time passes after Corky's done the deed. And uh, Peggy bumps into Corky. And she's looking for Duke. And uh, Duke's just disappeared, of course, because he's at the bottom of the lake now. And she doesn't know that. So Corky says, uh, Duke stormed off. He went hunting or whatever. And... Uh, he took his big elephant rifle or whatever. Yeah, and I was like, why would you say that lie? Because one, like, she would maybe be able to tell if a gun was missing. And then, like, also, what if he didn't own a giant elephant gun? <laughs> <laughs> but he says, Duke told me that he's going hunting, and when he comes back, if I'm not gone, he's going to shoot me with that gun. Yeah. So that's all the motivation he needs, his lie, to get the hell out of there. Right. But he wants to stay because Peggy wants to stay. 
Yeah, he he's... wants Peggy to go with him. So, like, Corky's like, just come with me. And Peggy's like, no, I got to tell Duke our marriage is over. I want him to know that it wasn't his fault. Like, we both failed together. Like, she's like, she's taking the high road and stuff, you know, even though she totally cheated on him. But, uh, <laughs> um, like, it's like, oh, like, oh, okay, like, I, I kind of, like, don't blame her for that. But at the same time, we know that fucking duke's dead so so we know all this time yeah it's just a waste of time to sit around and wait for a guy who's never coming back yeah unless he's like ben (laughs) (laughs) he gets a second chance but uh corky because he knows that uh, duke isn't coming back he's like can't you just send him a telegraph or something (laughs) but she's like no i made up my mind i'm gonna wait here oh let's just go Get the hell out. Send him a telegram. I'm sorry, my mind's made up. She's all of a sudden all about principles. and. <laughs> but Corky, he is overjoyed now that he's in a relationship with Peggy, quote unquote. And so he packs Fats into the dummy suitcase and says, I think it's it'll just be me and Peggy on the honeymoon. Yeah. And you're just going to stay locked in the trunk for a while, buddy. But Fats doesn't like the sound of that at all. No, he doesn't. And rightfully so. I mean, he's part of the game. He's 50-50 of Corky, you he's know? He's more than that now. He's <laughs> oh, more yeah. in charge. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, like, there, there's something that was missing in this film that, like, it was almost like a deleted scene. Because in the very beginning, after uh, they sleep together, Peggy mentions to Corky, like, you know, and that puppet's not going to be around anymore or whatever. Or no, no, no. It was actually Corky who's like, you know, we'll be together. My life will be on track. And, like, the puppet's gone. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, that escalated kind of quick. Like, there was just one line of dialogue that basically meant that if Corky got with Peggy, that fats is out of the picture like she didn't like fats or something or like no i think he just wanted fats out of the picture like replace peggy with fats <laughs> you mean the other way around but yeah yeah I, I get you no i think it was more along the lines of him trying to tell himself like i'm gonna get my life on track oh i can fix myself it's, i'll get better yeah yeah okay. it's, it's like an addict saying like i don't need cocaine anymore or right. whatever they're addicted to right. i'm not gonna go seek professional help i'm gonna quit i I can quit anytime I want. <laughs> five minutes. I can do a five years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let you and me take off. Just us. You don't care for Duke and you know it. I dump Duke and you'd leave Fats. That's your offer? Yeah. Just say the word and we'll go. So um, as Corky is stuffing Fats into this suitcase and, and he shuts the lid, uh, you can hear the muffled Fats say like, Basically, if you abandon me, I'll tell everybody about the bodies in the lake. Yeah, I'll tell. He's I'll like, tell. just just one day when we're on stage, I'll let the information slip when you least suspect it. Yeah. So uh, Corky removes fats from the suitcase. Like, you win, I guess. Well, no, there's a great line where he's like, well, it's a fucking solo show now. I mean, you won't even get the opportunity. Like, he's still trying to fight fats which but, is cool yeah but at the end of their conversation he does eventually yeah, pull him out right because you know the the puppet wins the puppet's yeah. in charge you know did you notice that by this time in the film fats every time he talks corky isn't doing the whole ventriloquist like throat thing so like in the very beginning of the film corky when he speaks as Fats, you can tell that Corky's like purposely not moving his mouth, but like actually talking. Like you can see like the stuff moving his throat like a normal ventriloquist. Like, but by this time in the film, the puppet is talking without Corky 
actually showing any physical signs of doing the throat thing. And I know that's like that's very minimal and there's not much there like yeah. to, to visually tell like that he's he's not doing. But I'm telling you, he's not doing the throat thing. I think if you watched it again, you would see him do that every once in a while. And sometimes like he wasn't out. doing it. OK, I don't think it was a consistent like the director said, OK, from these scenes forward, don't do it, don't anymore. do it. I don't think that was ever uh, I think he just slips in and out of it whenever he felt like it or wasn't consciously thinking of it. I don't know. Right. So like that brings me up to another question like, sort of regarding this. Like it's around this time, maybe just slightly after that Fats is sitting on the sofa. And this may even be by the time fucking Corky and Fats are wearing the same goddamn shirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but uh, which is funny all in its own thing. But um, there's a scene which that's what I was talking about in the very beginning that uh, the puppet is is physically on the sofa. Corky's the only one in the whole fucking cabin, right? And, and he's, he's pacing. pacing yeah. And Fats' eyes move. Did mm-hmm. you see that? Yeah. And so, so is that the audience? Like, are we seeing like Corky's delusion or are we seeing reality? I think because like that's not a mistake, right? Right. Like not. they had to physically get someone to move the puppet while they're filming that right. shot. So it was a conscious decision to do that. So I think at that point, um, because that like when Corky is pacing back and forth, he's completely unraveled at that point. Right, and he's right. like really angry and anxious and he's whatever. He's losing his shit. So I think that's just in his head, that movement. Like now that puppet is supposed to be like fully come to life. And that's just him being like way out into space. Right. So like as as the viewer of the film, like we're watching Corky's delusion, essentially. Yeah. Which I think is really strange that they only did it once. It's so subtle. I mean, you really like it's only because I was thinking like any fucking moment now that puppet's coming to life, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so like if it wasn't for me like just watching that fucking puppet like a goddamn hawk i wouldn't even have noticed that or like the throat thing like i'm actively trying to find signs to prove or disprove this idea well that's uh ben green's point too about him being good on television is your eyes go directly to that fuck oh my god you're right (laughs) oh my god yeah you know, yeah, that's that's exactly true. Rest in peace, Ben Bill Bird. <laughs> Don't add more names to it. <laughs> so, uh, meanwhile, it's getting really late. It's like midnight late and Duke still hasn't returned. So Corky is anxious to leave, secretly knowing there's no point in waiting. Right. And uh, Peggy refuses to leave. Come on. It's stupid waiting around. And I'm stupid. I didn't say you were stupid. I said waiting was. I'm aware of your opinion on the subject. Well, try agreeing with me for once, instead of being stubborn. Give it a rest, Cork. She's all about principles. Yeah. Till death do us part. Oh, I guess not that really that part, but you know, faithfully. <laughs> <laughs> so this is when Corky gets sort of upset and uh, he grabs Fats and Fats takes over the conversation. And this is when Fats gives up the whole detail on the card trick earlier, the whole mental card trick. Right. Where they had right. the two decks and he's like, concentrate on your card and I'll I'll pick your card. Um, basically, like when she put the card back in her deck, he knew exactly where it was the whole time. So then he failed the trick on purpose the first time with all the dramatics and then saying like, if you really care about me, like if you really want this to work, it'll work. 
and then he does a trick properly the second time around. But then why did he get so angry? Why did because he because that's on just so part thick? of the act. He he did lay it on way too thick. Yeah. But but um, overall, it worked because now the the woman thinks that they have this mental connection, and then he gets to bang the woman. Yeah. Uh, or Fats just straight up says like he does this to stewardesses all the time, <laughs> which is fucking awesome. If that's true, like way to go, Corky. <laughs> I get just the thing, Peck. Bring me a couple of decks of cards and I'll read your mind. What do you mean? I'll pull the same card from your deck that you pulled from mine. That's not a trick. You can't do that. Sure, you just peek at the bottom card after shuffling and it's easy as apple pie. Corky makes a big deal production number out of it sometimes, like when he's got some bimbo stewardess he wants to screw. He makes them think their minds have touched. Never fails. You'll never know how many people want to believe in magic. I mean, that's great. But like, I, you know, I don't know, like, is is that entirely true? Like when I saw that, my first reaction was that Fats was going to just say whatever he wanted to say to fucking throw Corky under the bus, which is great because like Fats is like, dude, you see, you were in charge the whole time. You could have stopped me. I'm just a puppet. You know, like I, I love like that banter back between Fats and Corky about how they kind of like hate each other like that. Um, But uh, but I almost felt like Fats was was just doing that just to like make Corky look bad like no, I'm not saying that like there was some sort of supernatural thing or whatever but like maybe he got like maybe it was a good guess no. because like when you do the trick she cuts the deck and you don't know exactly how she's gonna cut the deck so like but he says when he gives it like there was some line where he's like now put the card on the bottom of the deck or something no you then... put the card on top you cut the deck and then he put the bottom part of the deck on top so now you know, as Corky, um, if if uh, you're looking at the, the deck now, you know that the card somewhere in the middle is most likely it. The ones on the outside are obviously oh. not her card that she picked because you watch her cut the deck and you, you saw her put it in there somewhere in the middle. So like it's not though there's people make their entire fucking living off of doing these tricks. So it is plausible that yeah, like, I mean, so, that's and also true. like you know that I mean that's just what he does for a living, and I just think that the the script wanted to say that just to prove how like I don't know how how fake he was in that moment, how he just completely used her just to show that he was kind of a shithead. But like we didn't see any evidence about Corky like using it to bang other women. I mean like. I I want that sort of be true and like pat him on the back in like some filthy man way. But, um, you know, like we don't know Corky being like that mischievous. Like he's kind of like an innocent guy. He's likable. You want to root for him. Like so like I guess that's what it is. Like I know he's a terrible guy, but for whatever reason, like you can't help but to feel bad for him because it's like it's it's not really his fault. I mean, he has like a serious mental, you know, condition. And well, when you take help. away the um, the magic and the puppet and everything and he's just him by himself, he's like a child. Yeah, and he's that's very, very true. like inept and he's like he, he can't handle any sort of social anything. Yep. Yep. So yet like it makes perfect sense why his character would need to do card tricks like that in order to sleep with women. Yeah, that's true. Too. But I really loved that scene when I watched it the first time, stupidly thinking like, oh, that one part of actual magic ruined the movie. And then like toward the end when that reveal happened, I'm like, oh, that makes it so good. Yeah, I really yeah. liked that. So I, I, I like to think that it was totally planned like the puppet said. I mean, just to have this conversation alone. I mean, 
as as far as we've gotten into this episode of, of uh, Torture Vision, like that proves that it's a good film for us to like. Oh yeah, it's weird. So we, we shouldn't be watching. I know it. it's it's fucking crazy. But you know, like what's great is like it is a bizarre movie. It's like um, it takes some effort to kind of undig these things, you know, and and kind of reveal them, put some light on it. So like, I don't regret it. In fact, like I don't care. It doesn't have to be a bad movie. I just want to see like well, no, that's stuff what... that's odd. I I mean, like, and and to be completely honest, by some sort of like normal standards, like today's standards, this is a bad film. Like, I don't think this would have been deemed successful. I mean, that's one reason why you don't see these kind of films anymore. Like, you only see Rorsch and Sploosh and whatever. Like the Michael Bay crap. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um. I, yeah. No. The this movie was uh very well received back in the day by critics um but, but uh, 75 yeah, was like a different era a uh, 78 i'm sorry it was like it's totally different time well it's true but i mean like this wasn't just like a, a failure or whatever like it was good back then and then for whatever reason it basically disappeared off everyone's radar yeah. even though it's packed full of stars so i don't know why like i didn't hear about it for the longest time yeah but uh yeah i'm glad i did i'm glad that idiot put it on the wrong list of his for <laughs> stupid killer doll Halloween list or whatever yeah, it was. exactly. Uh, but, you know, long, long story short, I'm glad that we did this episode. I mean, it's, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, but the idea behind Torture Vision originally was like Torture Vision. Like, we're going to watch Torturous oh, Crap. Dude, it takes so much fucking work and bad movies to come across the gems that, like, we don't need to, like, X the gems out to find, you know what I mean? Like, that's part of, I think, torture vision. I mean, like, you're gonna, you're gonna sit through 10 shitty fucking movies to find one good one. And that's, well, I that's just wanted, good odds. I just wanted to put in occasional good ones just so, like, everyone's like, oh, you hate everything. It's like, no, I actually am capable of liking movies. I own yeah. quite a bit of them. Shut your mouth. <laughs> anyway, getting way off track here, so let's rein it in. Uh, this movie's just about over. Peggy is devastated by this uh, magic card trick reveal, so she starts to cry and she runs out of the cabin and she runs into her own home. And this is when the movie goes completely off the rails. Fats basically just takes over a hundred percent. He's no longer second banana. And now he is the star of this two person act. Yeah. And he tells Corky, you need to kill her. You need to kill her. And then we just need to get out of here. So, um, Corky grabs a knife and he goes to uh, the house and um, first he he whittles a little heart for uh, Peggy and then he says like I got you he's talking completely in the puppet voice <laughs> yeah and you notice there's a scene in the house when they flash to him while he's just standing still in the house he looks exactly like the puppet yeah <laughs> But uh, he says in the puppet voice, like, uh, Corky wanted to say goodbye. He's leaving now, but he got you a gift. We're going to put it on outside the front door here. Or she tells them to put it outside the front door. So he leaves on the ground. He's like, okay, we're going to see you later. And then he uh, he takes off, you think. But really, he's like hiding behind the corner. And then she opens the door and she grabs the heart. And you think this is the moment when he's going to rush and stab her and kill her. Right, right. Um, I mean, that's but, the plan. Yeah. Right. But then the scene cuts. But the next thing you see, we're back in Corky's cabin. A bloody knife hits the ground, and then Corky sits on the couch. Almost like a long day at work. Like, like I'm exhausted. Oh, fuck. Take a load off, kind of. It's kinda. finally over. Yeah. 
And then uh, slowly you get the reveal that instead of stabbing her, he actually stabbed himself. He committed suicide. So now he's sitting there on the couch, on the chair or the couch, and then like across from him on a chair or a couch is um, is uh, Fats. And the two of them just talk about like how they're dying. Yeah, it's like oh, uh, Fats is like I I hope I don't go for or I hope you don't go first or something. I don't want to be alone. Right. He's right. like I I think we're gonna go together. Yeah. Yeah. And, he's like um, I. I don't know how this is possible, but my stomach fucking hurts, you know, <laughs> like as the puppet's saying that. And then Corky's like, yeah, I just stabbed us. <laughs> Which is cool. Like he did like a whole Shiroku or whatever the fuck that's called, like that, that Japanese. Seppuku. Seppuku. There we go. <laughs> Shiroku. <laughs> <laughs> so um the only other thing i've got for this movie because that's the end they bleed out they die the, it's over you do see a little bit of a teaser at the end where peggy's like i changed my mind you crazy fuck i want to get married or whatever yeah so the, like, yeah exactly i didn't really care for that i could have done without that because that seemed kind of pointless and weird it was weird but did you see after that did you notice she put on a weird puppet voice yeah, I guess she was just trying to be cutesy. You with think him. so? Yeah, like like was that like a teaser for uh, you know magic too? You know <laughs> the awakening. Yeah, yeah, it's like something the weird. The vengeance like... of Bilben. <laughs> <laughs> Bilben starring Bilben. <laughs> I would watch that movie. <laughs> I would too, and that one's gonna suck, and it's gonna like start the next trek of terrible movies before we get to a good one so like fuck you don't ever take one out because it's good but like by golly if we come across a good one which is just few and far between um we we need to keep it into the queue for an episode <laughs> i mean because this was awesome like yeah. it, for a, a dumb movie it was it was pretty cool i mean i highly recommend that you you watch it in fact if you uh you look in the description below on our website torchvision.com um, where uh, our review of Magic 1978 is, uh, there'll be a link there that has the Amazon price. If you buy that, it doesn't cost you anything extra. We get a little bit of that uh, revenue, though, so uh, help support the show. Uh, the only other thing I have is a note here, another thing from IMDb, where it just basically says the original trailer to this movie featured the dummy fats, and uh, it was removed from broadcast stations because parents complained about how scary it was. It was? It was scary it was definitely scary you know i we, we have the dvd of this and uh was really disappointed that no one gave like an audio commentary to the film because it would have been really cool to like hear someone say yeah and then it took us you know like extra men on set to make the eyes move when you know anthony hopkins was walking around and like we actively chose you know for him not to use the whole voice thing well i like um, it because throw. they they uh tell you all sorts of things that you didn't pick up on because we're too stupid or whatever it's like <laughs> hey here's the symbolism dummies that you yeah. completely missed <laughs> like oh that was pretty sweet if i was smart i'd probably en enjoy that <laughs> but anyway so that's it another torture vision episode completed thanks uh, for listening don't get used to it and uh... yeah i'm sure the next one will be <laughs> the worst movie ever made <laughs> see you then Make sure to check us out on TortureVision.com or listen to us on iTunes. We can also be found at Facebook.com slash TortureVision, Twitter.com slash TortureVision, YouTube.com slash user slash TV, and Instagram.com slash TortureVision. You're wasting